there, rescue fans. It's Friday afternoon. Um, I've got laryngitis and an action-packed weekend, but I wanted to at least answer one of the emails that came in in regards to neck injuries. And specifically, this question came in about neck injuries on ice, whether it be playing hockey or ice skating. And with those special conditions, this individual was wondering, um, do we do anything differently for this type of injury than we would for a normal one? So I wanted to address that really quick, um, get this out to you, and then um, see if this could help. Uh, we know we've got lots of ice and snow on the way, so this type of injury applies to everything from slipping on a, a pavement that's covered in ice all the way through to a sports injury on ice. So, okay, so we're talking about neck injuries. The first thing we need to realize is that when we're uh, evaluating somebody and we know that they've gone down with a great deal of force, either we witnessed it or we didn't witness it, we are going to suspect that they have a neck injury until proven otherwise. And so it's kind of important that even if they don't uh, really complain about numbness, tingling, paralysis, we want to make sure that if they do have a fractured spine, uh, that, that we're not going to aggravate that injury by moving them excessively. So the goal is, if they're conscious, to encourage them to lay still, um, tell us if they hurt anywhere, and if it was a pretty good fall or if they do have pain, numbness, tingling, paralysis, activate emergency medical services or 911 right away to get help coming. Uh, the goal is not to forcefully hold them down or hold them still as that will cause them sometimes to become agitated and fight against you. Um, and in the short amount of time that it normally takes to get help there, two to six minutes for a fire department EMS, it's probably not going to be long enough to worry about hypothermia. You know, if we could possibly slide something underneath them without aggravating or moving the injury site, that would be one thing. But it's never easy to move somebody um, without full C-spine immobilization or uh, movement minimization uh, without trained professionals. So again, the goal would be to assess the patient if they're conscious and they can tell you that they've got a neck pain, back pain, hip pain, uh, a fracture, um, paralysis, numbness, tingling. We're going to encourage them to lay still and call 911. If they don't have any of those pains and they just have to catch their breath, they could slowly start to try to get up on their own. And if they feel pain, discomfort, uh, tingling, weakness, paralysis, then they would stay still and wait for EMS to arrive. If the patient is unconscious, we're going to look for um, signs of breathing, signs of life. If they have signs of life, like they're breathing normally, moving, groaning, then we're going to just comfort them verbally by saying, we're going to get help, just relax as much as you can. Remember, you can still cover this patient with a sheet coat or blanket to try to insulate and keep some body warmth. That's going to be especially necessary if they do have a spinal shock symptom as we want to maintain body temperature as best we can until EMS arrives and can get them off the ice. But again, uh, minimization of movement until we can be sure that they don't have an injury. Um, if you're not trained in how to do C-spine immobilization, or minimization of movement techniques, backboarding, shortboarding, longboarding, um, then I would leave that uh, for the professionals, leave it for the professional liability. Just encourage the patient, treat the injuries you can, and wait for help to arrive. If they're unconscious, not breathing, not showing signs of life, 
we're going to go right into CPR until help arrives. If they are unconscious but they're breathing, watch for signs of vomiting, clearing their airway, protecting their airway for them, and comforting them until help arrives. So, I hope this helps. We've got a snowstorm sweeping across the plains all the way through Michigan, my home state, and into the Northeast, so be careful. Uh, it sounds like temperatures are going to plummet. Remember when you're sub-zero and you have double-digit sub-zero temperatures due to wind chill, 15-20 minutes is all it takes for uh, frostbite, permanent damage to occur on exposed skin, so be careful. Hypothermia sets in extremely fast, so stay safe, prepare, get your cars ready, uh, and don't take any unnecessary risks if you don't have to. From Royal Rescue, keep on rescuing. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.